Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. So maybe nobody knows anything about sports before it happens in a weird Major League Baseball season that's already half over. The biggest storyline has to be the teams everyone predicted would make the playoffs and currently have losing records. Also, the rule changes have been a wild success. And the Texas Rangers, yes, the Rangers, look like a World Series contender. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The NBA season is over. The NHL season is over. The NFL season is a couple months away still, which means baseball takes center stage here. And we're already halfway through. So if you're a baseball fan, presumably you've been paying attention here. Uh, Paul Sully Sullivan is here to help you get caught up from Locked On MLB. And, and Sully, this has been, last time we talked, we said this has been a weird season. It continues to oh, be yeah. a weird season. Um, If you had to pick one big storyline that stands out to you as something that has kind of taken you off guard so far this year, what is it? Um, Well, I think the biggest thing has been some of the locks for the postseason having losing records right now. Yeah. Uh, The Mets, uh, St. Louis, San Diego. If you picked those as your three division winners going into this season, no one would have looked another way. Uh, And they may all be sellers. At the trade deadline. Uh, I mean, and I I thought Tampa Bay was going to be good because they were very good the last few seasons. They had a ton of injuries last year and still made it to the postseason. So I thought, oh, they're going to be good. Um, I didn't expect them to play like a 100-win team. Uh, And so, uh, and the rise of a team like Texas being in control or a team like Arizona being in control. Uh, I think those are some of the, those are the positive, uh, you know, the, the Tampa and Texas and Arizona are the positive surprises. The Mets, San Diego, and especially St. Louis have been the negative surprises. And recently, the the amazing turnaround of the Reds. We'll see if that was we'll see if that was two terrific weeks or if they really are contenders. Uh, they've already fallen out of first place. So um, we'll see. This is now we're going to see that this is more than being really great for a two and a half week stretch. But those have been the biggest surprises for me in terms of teams. Keep up to date on the playoff races in baseball by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Major League Baseball on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the new rules in MLB have been successful. Before we get to why, we will look ahead to the biggest get at the trade deadline. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the point total to who you think is going to hit the first home run all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel. America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 
Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. All right, Sully, I want to rip through some storylines. I'm going to give you some sort of fill-in-the-blank questions here. Um, It's like pyramid, pyramid. Yes, exactly. So we're not going to put a timer on the clock. You don't win any money, unfortunately. Ah. Um, I tried. They wouldn't let me. They said it's not in the budget. All right. Uh, Shohei Otani will play for blank next season. The New York Mets. The Mets will play in a World Series within the next blank number of years. Three. The Reds, Ellie Dela Cruz will win the MVP within blank number of years. Zero, because Shohei Otani will be in the National League. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, so the big prize of the trade deadline this year will be who? Shane Shane Bieber. The, um, and, the, and and the, and and uh, caveat. Um, I think the White Sox will package some of their pitchers. You don't just get one, you'll get like uh, um, Dylan Cease and one of their relievers. So I think that a team will get instant depth. So it won't be as sexy as Shane Bieber, but they'll fill in multiple holes. So I think the White Sox will pull off a deal like that because they'll probably get a better prospect in return if they don't just send one pitcher, but multiple. That's I also think that's going to happen. And that could turn into the classic, they didn't get the big name, but they got the better package. Part we, of the, yeah, we the got the depth and pitching depth is needed in the, in the, in the postseason. The second half team uh, that will make a rise in the second half. Um, San Diego. The second half team that will fall. Arizona. The World Series champion, Sully, will be. Um, oh God. I can, you know what? Oh, screw it. Tampa Bay Rays. Here is another story you need to know. We can't talk about the storylines from the first half and not talk about the rule changes. Meant to speed up play. Early on, there was, I think, a lot of kvetching, a lot of you know wailing and, and rending of garments and, and gnashing of teeth. We haven't had that so much lately. How do you think that that the teams, the players, everyone is acclimatized to this new reality? You know, when you update your apps and for the first few weeks, you're like, oh, where the hell did that button go? Right. Oh, I, yes. And then you get used to it. Now, I don't update my apps because... I don't like to have that period of time of adjustment. If my apps are working, why am I going to update them? But they updated the app that was MLB. And it took a little bit of time to get used to it. I think the rule changes, most of the rule changes, I think have been terrific. And yeah, it's a, it's a, little, it's a little different. I'm sure the first time they did the DH, it was a little different. I'm sure yeah. the first time, you know, they played, you know, one of the, one of the two no-hitters that Johnny Vandermeer, who was the only one to get back-to-back no-hitters, one of the no-hitters he threw was one of the first-ever night games ever played. And the players are having trouble adjusting to seeing a pitch at night, and so the dude threw a no-hitter. You know, it took, a, it took periods of adjustment. And so, you know, it, replay is the same thing. So I, I think that at the beginning it was, this is new, I don't know new. But now, now we got used to it. Get in the box. Quit adjusting your gloves. You know, get on the mound. Throw the pitch. So there was some kvetching early on, but then, you know, you, you know, you, you break in the shoes and I think that they've updated the app and I think, I think it's worked out. I love it. I, I love the pitch time. There's some things I'm not crazy about, but the pitch timer, anything that speeds, that speeds up the pace of play and allows more speed on the base paths and more of the running game as someone who grew up in the eighties where there was tons of stolen bases and everything. I missed the running game. 
So I love that that's back. And so I think, yeah, there was some bitching and moaning about it before, but it was no, eh, yeah, this is how it is. Let's move on. I think we, I think it, even, even if you were a purist in your heart of hearts, you were looking at these rules going, it's going to make the game better for fans. Like it was just going to make a better viewing experience for fans. It was going to be the players, especially the pitchers who are going to complain about this. That's what happened. You mentioned these underachieving teams, and and one name I noticed you didn't mention was the Yankees, the other team in New York. Um, mm -hmm. They seem like a team without Aaron Judge that is nowhere near what they were last year when they were a le <laughs> legit bona fide contender. It can't be the case that Aaron Judge means this much to the Yankees, can it? Yes, it is. Yes, of course oh. it does. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah. Uh, well, let me just say why I didn't include them in there because as of this recording, the Yankees are a playoff team. Hmm. They they would be one of the teams in there. And the way that Tampa Bay is on pace to win 105, 110 games, uh, if they were going to play that way, whether the Yankees are on pace to win 88 games or 95 games, it doesn't matter. They're still going to be a wild card team. So I don't I thought the Yankees were going to be a wild card team going into this year because I picked the Blue Jays to win. Mm. Uh, and um, but I thought the Yankees were going to be a wild card team, and um, here we are, and they're exactly where I thought they were going to be. So by definition, they're not underachieving. Um, the last time I saw a player impact a team like this was Barry Bonds. Yeah, I'm recording this. I'm in the I'm in my I'm in the Bay Area where my father used to watch tons of Giants games. My dad never admitted that Bonds even took Flintstones chewables, but. <laughs> When you put Bonds on those teams, suddenly the Jeff Kents, the Rich Aurelias, the Benito Santiago's, the JT Snows became a wonderfully talented team. And the Giants always were contenders. Whether or not they won the division or not, they were always in the mix. And when you took out that Jenga piece that was Bonds, boom, they were, they were all of a sudden they were losing games 2 nothing. I mean, Showalter famously walked Bonds with the bases loaded with two outs of the ninth inning to make it a, a two-run game, a one-run game, because, look, it, I'd rather walk in a run than have him hit one into the upper deck at Candlestick at the time they were playing Candlestick at the time. But, yeah, the way Bonds affected that team is the way the judge is affecting the Yankees right now. You see it. Listen to Stacy on Locked on Yankees on the yeah. days when Judge is hurt. All of us, you put Judge in that team, uh, the the concentric circles of that boulder being thrown into the water suddenly allows LeMahieu, Rizzo, the other players, Harrison Bader, suddenly don't have to carry the offense. Now there's had, a gravity that he creates that when then there, there's a vacuum that is then created when he's not there. He's Jupiter, and all the they're the other moons of oh, Jupiter moons, spinning yeah. around him, you know. <laughs> and you take him out of that. This is why when he was a free agent and he was playing, you know, he was playing footsie with San Francisco. It was like the Yankees had no choice but to offer him you know, dump trucks of money because they knew right then and there you took him out of this lineup. Stanton is Stanton's not going to carry this team. I mean, who is the and this does show kind of how poorly constructed the Yankees are right now. When they were when they were having their fabulous years, you know, right through the mid two thousands, they had injuries on those teams. 
They had significant players go down to injury, but they always, if you looked at their, the way the roster was constructed, they almost never had the best player at any one position. They just had someone really good everywhere. Yeah. And that's not how this team is constructed right now. And that's going to go a long, long way to having them be playing golf pretty early in the playoff picture. If they're, if I do the Yankees, I think the Yankees are going to make the playoffs because they actually can pitch pretty well. Their pitching isn't, you know, Cole and some of their pitchers have pitched pretty well. And the bullpen has been up and down. But for the most part, it's been pretty good. They pitched very well against Texas, you know, a couple weekends ago. So I think they're good enough to win and get to the postseason. But they need to have judge at full judgey judgeness in order to even think about getting out of the wild card round. Stay up to date on all the rule changes in MLB by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On MLB on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Texas Rangers are coming for the World Series. There are three teams that all season have been head and shoulders everyone else in point differential. That is the Tampa Bay Rays, who you mentioned, the Atlanta Braves, and the Texas Rangers. How how have the Rangers made such a turnaround? And and I mean they they look like legitimate contenders right now. How are they doing it? Um, and this is the spirit of my late father, who's the biggest San Francisco Giant fan you'll ever meet in your life, is coming through my body right now. Dad, take over my body. Bochi. Bochi. Mm. Bochi. That's why I've been screaming for teams to That's hire That's the Italian him. game where you throw the ball, right? Yeah, a little bocce ball. It, you know, <laughs> it's, I've been screaming at teams to hire one of his former lieutenants, like Roberto Kelly or Hensley Mullins, to be a manager. And the Rangers said, hell with that. We'll get the man himself. And isn't it amazing? If you had told me that he was going to enter this team, and they were going to basically not have Jacob. They would sign Jacob to Grom and not have him, save for what? Half a dozen starts, six or seven. I mean, how many starts it was. And now, shocker, he's gone for the year and probably next year, too. And not only have they taken over first place against an Astros team that looked like it had visions of three straight pennants dancing in their heads. Yes. But has, you know, is been pretty securely in first. The Mariners have not been a contender. The Angels have turned some, you know, in their desperate bid to keep Otani around. But you have one of the smartest, best managers of in you know, a legitimate Hall of Fame manager who's been around a while. I remember his first trip to the World Series against the Joe Torre Yankees as the manager of San Diego. And they brought in one of the best managers. And lo and behold, by a remarkable coincidence, they have been managed well. And they've Funny how that they've works. handled the team well, and they've been playing smart baseball. They teams played smart ball when he was with San Diego, and when he was with San Francisco, and now they're playing smart ball in Texas. And it helps that you know they they signed two injury prone pitchers, you know Degrom and Neovaldi. Degrom, who went healthy, is the best pitcher in baseball. But you know, good luck with that. But Neovaldi has been phenomenal. And when he pitches, he actually gets stronger by the time, you know, by the time he faces the batters this third or fourth time, he's actually, his numbers get better. So you've seen him go deeper into games and Bochy knows that it's a chicken or the egg thing. You have the starters go longer. Gray has been very well too, done very well with them too. 
You have a good starting pitching means you don't burn out your bullpen, but a good bullpen means you don't have to burn out your starting pitching. Boom, ba-doom, ba-doom. And next thing you know, he is eyeing to join. Let's see, who is it? Let's see if I could do it from memory. Um, Yogi Berra, Joe McCarthy, Jim Leland, Dick Williams, Tony Russa. And then I think there's one more. It's the only managers to manage a world's a pennant winner in both leagues. Oh, there's one other one. I'm missing another one. Ah, oh, well, that was pretty good. Oh, uh, Alvin Dark. Alvin Dark. I knew you'd get there eventually. Um, one more one more big story I want to get to. Um, last year, we saw the LA Dodgers with a historic payroll before mm-hmm. Steve Cohen said, hold my beer. Um, and they, speaking of underperformed, um, at least in the postseason, did not live up to the promise of a historically great season. This year, they are battling it out with the Diamondbacks and the Giants, and and you mentioned the underwhelming Padres. Is the is it all on that roster for them to still get back to being the the favorite, given the talent that they have? No, but I don't think that, I don't think this is the roster that's going to be playing in October. I think they're mm. going to make a big move. The Dodgers now look at the Dodgers last year won 170 out of 162 games or something. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was the it was the greatest season regular season. So naturally they lost the division they lost the division series to the Padres and a goose. Yeah. But um, and, and I'm still stunned that they lost that series because the Dodgers just look heads and shoulders better than everybody else. But last year's playoffs were weird. The Padres were a wild card team that had home field advantage in the LCS. Life is strange sometimes. Um, this has been a weird run for the Dodgers, and they know they have to add a championship that has nothing to do with a trash can or COVID on their resume to make this run give it a sense of legitimacy. I think Shane Bieber is going to be wearing a Dodger uniform by the end of the year. And mm-hmm. if not Shane Bieber, then one of the, 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 the parade of pitchers that the White Sox are going to be trading away, like Lynn or Cease or whomever it is, they are going to add to that pitching staff and allow the Bobby Millers and the young pitchers and their to, you know, go, you know, to go back a couple of rungs in the rotation. And if they get anything out of Bueller, that's all a bonus. No problem. But they've been getting some good players from their farm. I think they're going to add a professional bat and a, and I think they're going to trade for Shane Bieber. I do think that's the blockbuster that they have in there. And I think that that will energize the team. Um, you, you can't count out Arizona because the top of their rotation is tremendous. But you can wonder if 60% of your rotation is not, if eventually time will catch up to them. I'm not worried about Los Angeles making the playoffs. Uh, and I think they will make the right moves. Now, how far they get depends on the team that looks like is going to win the National League pennant right now, how well Atlanta does. But at the same time, we all thought LA was going, it was, we thought, we all thought the LCS, the NLCS last year was going to be Atlanta, Los Angeles. And lo and behold, it was San Diego versus Philadelphia. So a lot of weird things can happen in October. But Dodgers have a big move left in there. Stay up to date all year on Major League Baseball by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On MLB on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. And finally, Mets slugger Pete Alonso will participate in the All-Star Home Run Derby on July 10th in Seattle, looking to win the event for the third time. Just a few of the guys he will have to beat. Mookie Betts, Vlad Guerrero Jr., 
Julio Rodriguez, and Randy Rosarena. Good luck, Pete. You're going to need it. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, what can we expect from the wild races in the AL and NL Central? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.